Thank you, Pastor Jade. Our scripture for this morning comes from Jeremiah 33, 14 through 16. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, The Lord is Our Righteousness. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The Christmas song, Joy to the World, sings about the wonders of his love. Advent and Christmas are seasons full of wonder. So for these next four weeks, we'll be in a sermon series called The Wonder of Christmas. We'll be talking about the wonder of God's hope joy, peace, and love, all pointing to the miracle of Christmas and God's desire to be in a relationship with us. Advent is a season of waiting, waiting for all that wonder to arrive on Christmas Day. But waiting can be hard. We're not always very good at waiting. We live in a society that sees waiting and the time it takes as a problem. Any time we spend waiting is seen as time-wasting. We're encouraged to prefer instant gratification. So waiting is difficult. It's a challenge. In our day-to-day lives, we still do a lot of waiting. We wait in line at the grocery store We wait for packages in the mail. Some of us wait for a dark, lonely night to end. Some of us wait for a long, hard day to turn into a restful night. We wait in hospital rooms. We wait in jail cells. We wait in prayer. We wait alone. Sometimes we wait with others, we wait for news, we wait for a phone call, we wait for a job, a house, a child, we wait with fear, we wait with joy, we wait with rage. Some of us wait without knowing what we're waiting for or why. We wait for the fullness of time, for the end of our waiting, for the new heaven and new earth. Waiting is difficult, but as one pastor put it, the good news of Advent is not that we are faithful in our waiting, but that God is faithful in his coming. After God made Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God's only command, From that instant forward, we needed a savior. From that 
minute forward, we needed hope. Part of the wonder of Christmas is how God chose to give this hope to all people. While biblical scholars are not united on the exact number of prophecies that foretold the coming Messiah, most scholars agree there were hundreds of them. Each one was a promise of hope about God would do one day for God's people who needed a savior to rescue them. Our scripture for this morning was one of those hundreds of prophecies coming from Jeremiah. God reminded the people of their covenant, reminded them that God was not going to let them down. God said, I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. God promised a righteous and just leader who would bring salvation and safety. Earlier in Jeremiah, the author claimed a righteous branch would reign as king and would deal wisely with the people. This branch of the Lord is also mentioned in Isaiah when he's described as beautiful and glorious. Isaiah actually has a lot to say about the coming Messiah. It was written that a savior would defend and deliver God's people and that God would lay down a cornerstone to be their foundation. This cornerstone would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Because of him, the eyes of the blind would be opened. Light would be brought to those in darkness. All of these passages can point to the righteousness of Jesus. Jesus is the only true and completely righteous person the world has seen. Holy, obedient, and acceptable to God's sight. In all of his inward thoughts and outward actions, Jesus completely fulfilled God's will. For years and years before Jesus ever fulfilled the prophecies that pointed to his arrival on that first Christmas, God had hope for God's people. And finally, hope arrived. In a manger, under a star, in Bethlehem, at just the right time. The Messiah had come to be just as it had been promised. Hope incarnate was wrapped in swaddling cloths and lay sleeping in a manger. When hope arrived wet and wobbly as baby Jesus that first Christmas, life in his name became a present possibility. This is a gift of hope that leads us to and through eternity. This is a gift of hope that can be experienced on earth as it can in heaven. It can begin right now from this day forward, being forgiven, living in freedom, and experiencing fulfillment. That's the abundant life that was worth Jesus coming to earth as a baby. He arrived as a baby and did all he did in his life so we could experience abundance. The heart of Advent is this gift of hope. Earlier, I said we are not so good at waiting. I think that's especially true when there's a gift involved. <laughs> waiting is often hard because we think waiting means we have to just sit there and do nothing. In reality, we often do a lot while we are waiting. 
For example, many of you know Jackson and I are engaged. We're waiting for our wedding day, but we're also planning, going to catering tastings, trying to find the right outfits. Or like on Christmas morning when I was a little girl, my siblings and I had to wait to be called into the living room to see our gifts. It was excruciating, but we gathered in our parents' bedroom to pass the time, watching a Christmas movie, telling stories, or having a pillow fight. Andrew Root claimed, waiting is an attentive anticipation of, even preparing for, the event of God's arrival in the world. This season of waiting is not passive. We're not sitting around twiddling our thumbs. This Advent kind of waiting is about being with those who are sick or hurting. This Advent kind of waiting asks God to make us new. Much like Pastor Jabe has talked about Sabbath being meaningful nothing, Advent is meaningful waiting. Think of any event you wait for, and there's always a period of preparation. A graduation, a baby, a move, or a new job. It's like a seed that waits to grow. You plant it, and it looks like nothing is happening, but it has energy stored up that is getting put to work growing roots, sending out a shoot. So why would our waiting for Jesus be any different? We prepare for Jesus' arrival by being kind, serving our neighbors, and loving those who need it. We show our hope that Jesus is on the way. According to Walter Brueggemann, Advent is not a time of casual waiting. He says it's a demanding piece of work. It requires both the outrageousness of God and the daily work of decreasing so that Jesus and God's vision of peace may increase. Waiting is active and hope is active. How can we practice hope for those who feel hopeless this Christmas? I think especially of those who are grieving a lost loved one. How can we practice hope, especially for those who put all their time and energy into caring for a sick spouse or parent? Especially for a nation weary of gun violence and a world weary of war. With God's help, we can carry one another's burdens and continue to wait in hope. Christian community is the place where we keep the flame of hope alive among us and take it seriously so that it can grow and become stronger in us. In this way, we can live with courage, trusting that there is spiritual power in us when we are together that allows us to live in this world without surrendering to powerful forces that seduce us towards despair. This is how we dare to say that God is a God of love even when we see hatred all around us. This is how we can claim that God is a God of life even when we see death and destruction and agony all around us. We say it together. We affirm it to each other. Waiting together, nurturing what has already begun, expecting its fulfillment. That's the meaning of Christian life together. Ben Davis said, hope is not something we have. It's something we practice. By attending to the practices of steadfastness, endurance, and hospitality, we encounter the God who renews our hope 
We roll up our sleeves, get to work, and somewhere along the line, we discover hope standing beside us like an old friend. He goes on, I don't have to feel hopeful to choose hope. Rather, it's a decision I make daily in cooperation with God to live out of hope, to practice hope, and to trust that it will be enough. Hope is on the way, and hope is here. Hope is not blind optimism. It's open eyes that see the suffering in our world and still choosing to believe in God's promises. Another one of those prophecies that talked about the Messiah spoke of a shoot coming out of the stump of Jesse, King David's father. Imagine a family tree chopped down. God's people feel like they've come to the end of the story. They're exhausted, they're lonely, they're mourning, they feel hopeless. But a shoot sprouts out of that tree stump, bringing with it hope that all is not lost. The spirit of the Lord would rest on this shoot, this descendant. The spirit of the Lord being wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and fear of the Lord. Hope does not always need good circumstances to take root. Sometimes all it needs is a shoot peeking up tentatively from the stump of a tree. Jesus is coming in his incarnation and his return. Until then, we wait in hope. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for the gift of hope for the ways that we can speak hope to one another. We pray that as we continue our worship and as we leave this place, you would equip us and call us to those unique ways we can practice hope together. In hope's name we pray. Amen. <laughs>